Reading can be the best escape from your normal day-to-day routine. You can get lost in a fairy tale, laugh your head off with the rom-com, be scared, fall asleep after reading a horror story, or try your hand at solving a crime. The possibilities are endless. And with the amazing world of Bookstagram, what better way to show my appreciation of some of my favorite authors and Instagrammers than by showcasing them in a podcast. Join me while I play a game of 21 questions with some of the best people I know. I hope you're ready. Welcome to The Heather Effect. Welcome back to another episode of The Heather Effect. Today I'm joined by one of my favorite friends from the internet. She has one of the coolest pages I have found on Instagram. Not only does she read, she also enjoys beer and cooking as well. We were meant to be friends. Please help me in welcoming Maggie, babe with a book and a beer. Woo! (laughs) Hi, everybody. Hi, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, it's so great to meet an internet friend face-to-face. Right? Yes. So, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Thank you for having me. Of course, I had to. You're one of my favorites. Whenever (laughs) I'm having a bad day, I know I can go to your page and there will be some kind of shenanigans going on and it'll perk me up. (laughs) Yes. Something with the cats. Or the food, like your oven not working. Yes. Yes. Always a good time. So when did your love of books start? So I have kind of always been a reader. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Minnesota. I have a mom who loves to read, a dad who loves to read. Uh, My mom was a site supervisor at a daycare program called Kids Corner. And I obviously, as soon as I was old enough, went to work with her every day because she got a discount on the daycare and I got to hang out with my mom. And basically every week, you know, the library puts on free events and Kids Corner loves free events. So we went to the library like every week. Um, I started reading, you know, picture books at a young age, chapter books, like earlier than everybody else. I was doing all the reading challenges at school and I kind of just have always been a reader as long as I've been alive. It's nuts. I have next to my bed all my favorite books from when I was a kid. And I hope to pass it on to my own kids one day, like my mom did to me. And now me and my mom have a book club together. So it's like really come full circle. I love that it. That is so awesome. I love that. I love how the library has those events, but yes. they always made them here in town when I was working so I could never take my kids. They're oh. always like at the most inconvenient. And I'm like, how am I going to take and go at three o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, it's the weekend hard. ones I would go. But during the week, I'm like, okay, well, I can't make those. But yeah, I love that. I was at all of them. And we did, they had like the zoo mobile. So I got to see animals. We did like reading circles and just so much fun stuff. Oh, that's so cool. I want to tell you. So I had a, a, had a very dear friend that came from Minnesota. And you remind me a lot of her. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's why I'm like, oh, I love Maggie. <laughs> Because you remind me of Diana so much. And I'm just like, even sometimes the, some of the words you'll say is how Ooh, she yeah. would say. Yes, yeah, so that one right there. <laughs> yep. And then I was like, your page is also the first one where my husband was like, hey, look, this girl, she likes books and beer because he's into the beer. And I yeah. was like, duh, I already follow her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. So I think he follows you too. And then he's like, hey, 
look, she's in Vegas. And I was like, oh, my God. So that's when I had contacted you. Yes. But yes, I remember Vegas that. gets oh, crazy so as it is. That I was too hungover. No, you're good. That means you had enough. that I'm means so that you hungover. did Vegas right. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a go to genre? Uh, okay, so this question's hard because I definitely am a mood reader. Mm-hmm. And like a couple years ago on Bookstagram, I was very much known for reading a lot of nonfiction. And that was when I was like post college, like very early post grad college. So I was still like really trying to learn a lot. I was reading a lot of like investigative journalism books. And that's also when I was listening to a lot of audiobooks because mm-hmm. I did traveling sales for work. But now I have a completely different career. I don't listen to audiobooks nearly as much. The past year, I've really been into like literary fiction. I like sad girl books, messy books where it's lots of like deep, heavy inner monologue prose where you kind of hate the characters, but you're rooting for them at the same time because you like kind of see yourself in them in the worst ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the past month, I started a new job. And my brain has kind of been rot. And so I've mostly only been reading thrillers and mysteries. And I've honestly been having a great time. So my genre, like priority, like my my number one genre really changes every couple of months. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge mood reader, too. And it is funny how if I go and look at my reading, because I track it, you can see my moods. (laughs) Yep. So I'm like, okay, right now I'm into like, dark romance because I want to just get like completely distracted. Yeah. So I, I just want to get like, okay, this wouldn't typically normally happen. So, okay, let's see where this goes. I want that distraction. And then other times you'll see where I'm like on a thriller. Like I want to figure something out. It's very funny, Yep. but I love yep. being a mood reader. I love it. Me too. Me too. Because there's nothing worse when you pick up a book that you know, it's a genre you like, but then it's you're in the completely wrong headspace for it. You mm-hmm. can't focus. And then it makes you not want to read. Yeah. So to avoid any reading slump, you got to read what you're in the mood for. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. Do you have a book that you love to reread? So this is a hard question because I I don't reread books that often. I don't either. Uh, I could probably count on one hand books that I've reread. So... I've read Gone Girl twice. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thriller. You, really? Yes. Okay. It is so good. And it was, <laughs> it was like, you really can't beat the first time you read it. I don't know if you've read it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you find out the twist or whatever, it's just insane. And then the second time I read it, you know, I knew it was coming. And so you can kind of see details that Jillian Flynn put in, which was fun. And I'm like, why don't I reread books more often? Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have reread Perks of Being a Wallflower. That was my favorite book when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a tattoo of it when I was um, 18. My mom was so mad at me because I had no money and I got that done. And it was my first tattoo I ever got. So I've reread that, I think, twice. But outside of that, I don't really think I've reread many books. I, I haven't always either. want to pick up a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. There's too many. Yeah. And then with me, it comes back to me. So I can start reading it. And then boom, I'm like, I remember everything. Yep. Sometimes I'm going to try it maybe this year. We'll see how I do. Yeah. (laughs) From all the rest, right? From all the recipes that you cook during COVID, which one do you still make? 
Ooh, uh, you made some good ones. I did. I really did. So for anyone who doesn't know, during COVID, I cooked through all of Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks. And I still, more than any other cookbook I own, I own a bunch. I go back to it. And I think it's because there's a certain level of comfort with Mm -hmm. that book. I spent so much time with it. Mm -hmm. It is stained with food. It is pages are ripped like the second cookbook the spine is like completely falling off. I honestly should get another copy. Oh, how cool. Um, but the recipes I probably made more than any other is the pad thai carbonara from her second book, mm-hmm. the chicken tikka masala from her third cookbook. And then the very last recipe in her first cookbook is I make it for friends all the time. Whenever I have a dinner party or I'm impressing like a hot date or something, I make her prosciutto-wrapped, goat cheese-stuffed chicken breasts with burst tomatoes. You're fancy. Well, it sounds complicated, right? <laughs> it sounds like yes. like a recipe that you're like, no way could I do that. That's how I felt when I first looked at it. But it is surprisingly easy, and it wows everybody every time. Ooh, I would date you if you cooked for me like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Noted. I'm going to steal you from your husband. For beginner chefs, what would you recommend them to start with? Because I get intimidated by looking at some of those like celebrity cookbooks and I'm like, I can't do that. And I did too, because when I first started, I started after I watched Julie and Julia, you know, the movie with Mm -hmm. Amy Adams and Meryl Streep um, that covers, you know, uh, Julia Child, her French cookbook. Yeah. And I was watching that and I'm like, there's no way I can make beef Wellington. There's no way I can, you know, cook beef in a Dutch oven for six hours because I don't even own a Dutch oven. And so when I started my cookbook project, I was basically an amateur cook as well. And so the number one thing is you really do need certain like kitchen equipment staples. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Target, and this is when Chrissy Teigen partnered with Target, and I bought a cast iron skillet because I didn't have one, Mm -hmm. and I bought a cast iron Dutch oven because I didn't have one, and they were pretty affordably priced. Like, you know, you can get a a La Crusade, however you say it, one for 400 bucks, or you can get a $40 one from Target. Mm -hmm. They both work. So definitely get a good set of pans. Um, I always recommend cast iron because you can cook just about anything in it. And then watch YouTube videos to look at the basics. Mm-hmm. So I'm cooking through Molly Boz's Cook This Book book right now. And I think that's a really good cookbook for beginners because she has QR codes in the book that show you videos of cooking techniques. So like, oh, that's pretty to, cool. Yeah. How to dice an onion, how to boil an hard boil an egg. I literally didn't know how to hard boil an egg when I started. I don't either. Uh, she gives you <laughs> everything you need to know and understand about you know, flavor profiles and cooking techniques. And so it's really just kind of not being scared to learn the basics and honestly, just not being scared of anything. Because if you would have told me two years ago that I would learn how to debone a fish or, you know, make short ribs from scratch, like I would have been like, you're nuts. I, there's no way I can do that, but you just have to do it Mm -hmm. and you're going to mess up. And sometimes stuff is going to taste gross, but you did it. Yeah. And every time you do it, you're going to get better. That's so true. You're very multifaceted. And I love it when you show us how you do like your eye makeup and stuff. So I was curious, what are some of your favorite brands to use? 
Oh, that's fun. So during COVID, I went through a phase where I had no makeup. Like I wasn't leaving the house. I kind of fell into a slump. I wasn't really getting ready. And I basically like had no idea what I was doing with makeup. And then I went through a breakup earlier this year. And then I kind of started slowly venturing back out into the world. And I started going to Ulta and Sephora and like following some like makeup influencers online who like made it seem like semi easy. And my face is hard because I have hooded eyes. So Mm -hmm. I've always struggled with eyeshadow. And I also don't have a very steady hand. So I've struggled with doing like fun eyeliner. So I said, okay, the first things I'm going to do is I want to start having fun with some color. And so I got a big eyeshadow palette with like all these colors, like hot pink, lime green, bright blue. And I was like, I don't really care if this matches my skin tone. I just want to have fun. It's Mm -hmm. about to be summer. I'm going to go out. It's going to melt off my face anyways. So let's just do some color. Yeah. So I started with colorful eyeshadow and I got the, is it morph? Morphe? Mm -hmm. I don't even know how you say it. Morph eyeshadow palette. And it's been great. I use it basically every other day when I want to do a fun color. And then from there, I went and got some fun, colorful eyeliner. And I've done, it's like, is it NYX? Mm-hmm. That's been, they have great eyeliner. And then my hairstylist, Ellie, is always like, oh my gosh, you have great eyebrows. She's like, color them in a little bit. I'm like, all right. So I got the <laughs> Anastasia brow pencil and I'm obsessed and I love it. And then whenever I have a really hard day at work and I need to like pump myself up, I know the one thing that'll make me feel better is to put on a really colorful lipstick. And I, more than any other brand, uh, Fenty, I have a lot of Fenty okay. lipstick and lip glosses and then CoverGirl. My mom was a cover girl woman growing up and she kind of passed that on to me when, you know, the matte lipstick was all the rage. So I still have a bunch of matte cover girl lipsticks that I then just use like lip oil on top. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are kind of my go-tos. I love matte lipstick. It's yeah. You know, people call it like a 2016 makeup trend and I'm like, you know what? No, no. It looks good. good. I like it way better than all the shiny. Yeah. Like, put just a little oil so they're moisturized and mm-hmm. they like aren't going to look cracked and it's a beautiful it, they're beautiful mm-hmm. i couldn't agree more with you <laughs> have you always been a cat mom <laughs> basically yes so growing up my family always had cats so we had my cat fluffy when i was <gasps> five years old i had a cat fluffy too really yes <laughs> did you name him fluffy just because my sister there- did Okay. I named him Fluffy because my favorite character on Rugrats was Angelica. Oh, how funny. And she had a cat named Fluffy. And so I named my cat Fluffy. What color? And we had him for 19 years. Ours was like 18, 19. Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. He lived so long and he was my, my, he was the best cat. He didn't like anyone else, but he loved me. He was a grouch. And He died about a month after I moved from Minnesota to Georgia for work. And, oh, it was awful. It was so sad. And then right after that, I moved to Birmingham for work. And I said, I miss having an animal in my life. And so I started fostering through the Humane Society in Mm -hmm. Birmingham. And I did cats, 
I did dogs. I tried a puppy once and I said, I am never getting a puppy again. <laughs> so cute, but wow, they are loud and annoying. And I'm like, you know what? I need a permanent cat. And so I went to the Humane Society and I found Targi and he was the he was at the shelter longer than anyone else. I said, show me the oldest cat. Mm -hmm. And he was almost nine when I adopted him. And his name at the shelter was MC, which is my initials. And I'm like, that's fate. And he reminded me of my first cat, Fluffy, because he was grumpy and grouchy and he still is. And I feel like we're just made for each other. So yeah. And now I have Eleanor, my other cat that I saved off my stoop. Mm -hmm. And just a, yeah, a full cat mom. Always have been, always will be. I love your cats and how they're slowly getting closer on the bed together. I think it's cute. Yeah, she is the one who still has an attitude problem. I think Targi's kind of over it. Like, let's just be chill. And she's a tortie. So she's got the tortitude. Mm -hmm. And but slowly, you know, it's only been a couple months. We're going to get there. My dad has a cat that has like looks like the tiger print. And I swear to God, she's like the spawn of the devil. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And I'm just like, I've never seen a cat that's like her. Like, she wants to beat up all the other cats. Yep. She won't let any other cats come. Like, our town stopped picking them up during COVID. So, obviously, everything got overpopulated. Mm-hmm. And my parents, being the softies that they are, kept feeding them. So, their backyard was overtaken litter after litter. So, now they have two that are indoors. They've trapped them so they can't leave. And... She will attack the screen door if there's a cat on the porch. Oh my gosh. And like she'll want to climb it. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, yep. No. Like it's scary. Yep. <laughs> and then her That's eyes, exactly I'm just like it's scary. <laughs> so I gotta know what is what do you miss the most about Minnesota besides your family? Or do you not miss anything? I miss Minnesota a lot. I really, really do. And I will say the, the number one things I do miss are my family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going back in April for my friend's birthday. I'm very excited. But another thing I really miss about Minnesota is, and this is probably what a lot of people say when they leave, um, it's usually a reason why they leave and then it's a reason then why they miss it. But mm-hmm. like the seasonal changes in Minnesota Yes, the winters are so brutal, but, you know, it's kind of like life. Like, you get so beaten down Mm -hmm. and depressed or whatever. It's like a cycle. And then slowly and slowly it gets better. And that's really kind of how Minnesota weather is. The winters are so cold and scary. And then all of a sudden spring starts creeping up. And then summer is just gorgeous and beautiful and perfect. And you're by the water and everything is lush and green and you're and you kind of like forget you you're like god everything is so perfect right now you know it's winter is never coming back around like this is mm-hmm. perfect. and then winter comes and it sucks but I, I you know everyone in minnesota is just so resilient and like persevering and i just love how grumpy everybody is in the winter <laughs> and then in the summer everyone is just so happy yeah I don't know. It's just, it's such a fun cycle to be a part of. And like every now and then I get, you know, the thought in my brain, I need to be back in Minnesota. Like I always feel like Minnesota is kind of calling me, Yeah. but I also really have made a home in Atlanta. And so it's interesting. I always get my feels when I'm back in Minnesota, but then I slowly start to miss Atlanta. So it's kind of an up and down. Well, you found some really cool spots in Atlanta too. Yeah, I have. 
Yeah. Especially after COVID because I, I moved here in September, 2019. Um, so I did a little exploring and then everything shut down Yeah, and I didn't do anything for a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I've been really putting, trying to put myself back out there and rediscovering Atlanta and kind of why I moved here. Yeah. I love your little excursions. Yeah. I, I like seeing it. So I need to know how many tattoos do you have? And is there a favorite? Oh, how many do I have? I have at least 15, I think. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, I have a tattoo of an onion because I love cooking. Mm -hmm. I have a tattoo of a penguin drinking a beer because it's a brewery logo um, of One Barrel Brewing when I lived in Madison. I have my cat Targi on my leg. Uh, But I guess my favorite tattoo probably has to be my book sleeve because Mm -hmm. it is more than anything I put more time and preparation into it than anything and when I first moved to Atlanta in 2019 I scoured the interweb and Instagram for tattoo artists and I found one I really liked and I reached out and I was like hey I really want to do a custom book tattoo Mm -hmm. I see in your portfolio you do custom ink never emailed me back so I sent them another email never emailed me back and I'm like screw it I'm gonna go in so I went to the shop and I said is Brian Snape here he's like oh yeah that's me and I go hi I'm like I don't want to be annoying but I just really want to get on your books he goes are you Maggie (laughs) and I go yes that's me he goes I'm so sorry I haven't emailed you back yet he goes I've been so swamped I'm like no problem I just want to know can you give me a custom tattoo and he's like yes let's get you on the books right now oh that's awesome got me on the books for like a month and a half later it took three sessions and it covers, you know, my entire half of my arm. Mm-hmm. And it's my five favorite books. And basically what I did is I gave Brian Snape the pictures of the books, like the book covers. And I said, can you create a collage out of this? He goes, yeah. And so he created a fully like meshed collage. They all connect of Purple Hibiscus by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Because I read that book when I was in college. It was before she was a turf. So, mm. uh, like, wouldn't recommend her anymore. But it was my favorite book when I was um, 21 years old. Yeah. And then Little Fires Everywhere and Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng. Mm-hmm. And uh, An Untamed State by Roxanne Gay. And then the bottom is New York City with the guy walking across the tightrope between the Twin Towers. And that's from Let the Great World Spin by Colin McCann. And I get compliments on it all the time. It's still to this day, I can't believe how amazing he did it. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. I'm obsessed with it. The shading is perfect. Um, So yeah, I think that's got to be my favorite tattoo. What is your go-to style of beer? If I do... See? Oh, you're a girl after my own heart. If I do have a drink, it has to be a sour. If it's a beer. Sours is what got me into craft beer because I was not a big beer drinker in college. I drank uh-huh. vodka lemonades or vodka sours and I kept getting gut rot. I'm like, why is my tummy hurt? And my friends are like, you are drinking pure sugar. And I'm like, okay, let me try beer. Mm-hmm. And so I started my blog, Babe with a Book and a Beer in 2016. And I kind of used it to get into beer. And so all I drank in the beginning was sours and gozas and like Berliner Weisses. And then I slowly started getting into the other types. And I would say my go-to right now, I've been very into West Coast IPAs. 
Oh, so, cool. You know, you're out in California. Yes. That is my style of beer that I have been drinking 24-7. I'm going to send you some. Amazing. I used to be into the very dark beer, like, you know, porters and stouts. And then I got too drunk one time (laughs) and I have not been able to pick up one since. And that was like two years ago. Oh, no. (laughs) My husband always makes me smell the stouts. But to me, they all smell and taste similar to like soy sauce. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them got like that big umami. And I'm just like, "Uh, no, I can't. I can't. Yep. Some of them. (laughs) You know, a lot of breweries now are doing like the big barrel aged stouts or mm-hmm. port, like, and they're like 13%. And I get it. People want to drink those because they want to get drunk, but I'm old now. I don't really want to get <laughs> You're drunk. You're not old. The hangover sucks. <laughs> and the big barrel aged beers, they yeah, no. are a little too syrupy for me and they mm-hmm. just linger in the mouth and I can't do it. Yeah. You are not old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit this out. How old are you going to be this year? I just turned 29. So I'm saying bye to my 20s and hi to my 30s this year. Well, this year I'm going to turn 40. So I love it. (laughs) 40s are the new 30s. So I got I've got 10 on you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite brewery? See, that is such a hard question because I've lived in so many cities that I'm like, how do I? So I'll pick one in every city I've lived in. Okay, that works. I was going to say, if you're going to get in trouble because you're friends with the brewers, then don't name names. <laughs> but you can do that. I you'll be safe. I have a couple brewers. But <laughs> so I will have to say Minnesota, my favorite brewery is Bauhaus. Okay. Or Indeed, because Indeed makes just really yummy beer, but Bauhaus, like the actual physical setting of the brewery, is so fun in the summer. I love it. And that plays a big part. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. Like the physical space. I've been to some where I'm like, am I going to get killed here? (laughs) Like this feels like a dirty old warehouse and it stinks. (laughs) I and don't know so, what you mean. Yeah, the tap room really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know me, I go and read at breweries. Like yeah. that's my whole shtick. <laughs> and if it's a gross atmosphere, I'm coming once, I ain't coming back. Yeah. So yeah, Bauhaus is the best, whether you're there by yourself or you're with a big group of people and want to sit outside. Um, Birmingham, my favorite's probably Avondale Brewing. One, the beer is great. Two, they do crawfish boils in the summer. And you can get like a pound of crawfish and just suck it on out and have a great time. They also do concerts there. That's fun. And food trucks. And they used to be right next to like this sushi place that did sushi burritos. And they were so yummy. And then next to that was they had like a little sour room. So you'd mm-hmm. like it. They have plenty yeah. of sour beer. And then Madison, I got to say working draft beer. It's a newer one. They opened when I lived there. The owner, Ryan, was so nice. Uh, the beer is so excellent and they do like little pop-up like they have like they do like beer and food tastings with their chef uh and they just like are they they really emphasize community and beer like they offered my friend um Kristen a like artist thing there to hang up all her oh, work. Wow. Yeah, and so she got to showcase her realistic pencil drawings, and now she, like, does that for a living. Like, they, Dude, that's you know, awesome. Yeah, they support, like, local artists and stuff, and I, so I just love them. And then I feel like I have to say Atlanta, my favorite brewery. I worked there for a while. It's Monday night. 
Uh, I like that name. <laughs> yeah. They got two locations in the city. Uh, I was just at the garage like two, like Saturday night. Was it Saturday or Friday night? Whatever night it was. I was just there and I worked there for a little under, like a little under over a year and they are just awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Whatever happened with your homebrew? <laughs> so I started homebrewing. I bought all the equipment, spent a bunch of money, and I brewed a beer, and it was pretty dang good. I was actually proud of myself. I brewed a pale ale. It tasted yummy. I gave it to my friends, bottled it. Uh, everyone was like, you made this? And I'm like, yeah. And then I brewed a second beer, and I think it was an IPA, and it was disgusting. <laughs> And then my boyfriend at the time moved in and I just didn't have space for it and I yeah. wasn't doing it as much. And so I sold it and I was holding on to it. I was trying to hold on to it as long as I could because I had a really nice set of equipment. I won yeah. from oh, Golden Road Brewing cool. in California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it was like a full blown small batch brewing kit like that you had to like you could plug in and it like used propane and I just didn't have room. And so I sold it for like, it was worth like over $2,000 and I sold it for under 500. Oh, wow. I was sad about it, but I'm like, beggars can't be choosers. I need the space for my boyfriend to move in. And now I'm not even with that boy anymore. So Aww. I'm like, God damn it. I could be like a full homebrewing professional now if I kept up with it. But yeah, it just didn't work. Maybe once I get a house, I'll reinvest. And I Maybe. Have and then you're going to have your own brewery. Yes. If you had a one. Bookstore, a bookstore yes. slash brewery. That, do you have a name for it? Part of me wants to be narcissistic and call it like Babe's Book in a Brewery or something. Uh-huh. But That's cute, I though. have to get more. I think I have to get a little more creative. Than okay. That. So the story hasn't come to me yet. Okay. I'll have to check back with you. But all the beers will be named after my favorite books. Oh, that's all. Oh, see, I like that. Yeah, that's cute. We'll have to do a collab on a sour. Don't okay, know what I'm doing, but I'll follow your instructions. <laughs> I don't know how to brew a sour either, so I got to learn quick. Right? <laughs> Do you set reading goals or use an app to track what you read? Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I'm i not type A in a lot of ways, but I am type A when it comes to my reading. And mm-hmm. I really track my reading. And so I use the Storygraph app. I love it that app. It is amazing. You use it too. I just started last year and I'm like obsessed with all the numbers. Yeah, I try to switch everyone over from Goodreads because it's so much better. You know, when it first came out, the user face wasn't as intuitive, Mm -hmm. but they really take people's feedback and have changed the user face. And it's so great now. And it has, excuse me. Oh, you're good. It has so many more tracking tools than Goodreads does because Mm -hmm. you can track the mood and it's all, it's, you know, it's built by the user. I don't Mm -hmm. know what you call that. Like, it's like, collaborative in the way like that things that pop up is because the community built it you know Mm -hmm. it's not um just put in there by the software developers or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know you can track your mood you can track whether it's an ebook or a physical book or a audiobook Mm -hmm. you can track by page or percent uh i just love it and i love getting my stats every year and so yeah i set a goal last year i didn't need it and i was kind of sad i was off by like four books or something Mm -hmm. but i also had like it was like my worst reading year ever because i was sad in the beginning yeah and i didn't read like the whole first half of the year and then in the second half of the year i was reading like a mad woman and so this year i kept my goal the same i'm trying to read 52 books Uh that's like one book a week 
And, you know, give or take, I'll have one week where I read three. I'll have one week where I read zero. But I yeah. think that's an attainable goal considering three years ago, I somehow read 107 books. I still don't know how I did that. Yeah. I think it was 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, the other podcast I'm in introduced me to audiobooks. Yeah. So I started and before. I was like, no, no, I don't want to. Well, I started and... That year with listening while I was at work and the ones that I would read, I read 200 books. Oh, my gosh. How I did it, I have no idea. Last year, I finished with 119. But I had, like you, I had two months where I hardly read anything. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah. And so this year, I'm on a good track so far. And I've set it to 111. Because I always see ones triple ones four ones and i was like okay that's what i'm gonna set it to so i love that we'll see how it goes and i love on storygraph too how you can set the page goal yes i did that too because when i you know i said earlier when i was younger we did like the reading contest mm-hmm. at school and there were two there were two contests one for number of books read and one for number of pages read mm-hmm. because there were some people who like to read yeah. big 600 page fantasy books and 600 pages looks a lot better than one book so Mm -hmm. i did the same thing and i set my goal approximately near the same because i usually read around three to four hundred page books Mm -hmm. so i said i'm aiming for fifteen thousand pages and as of this month i'm way i'm way ahead on my goal of course it's the first of the year so you gotta get no that's good i think last year i finished with because i the 119, I think I finished with under a little under 37,000 pages. And I was like, wow. At first I was like, I wanted to do, because I'm stupid. Like I wanted to do, I think it was four, three, two, and then one zero, like go down. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to get that amount. So (laughs) (laughs) I lowered that needless to say, I was like, no, there's no way that's happening. incredible see i hope to be like you this year i'm really trying to like i i said for my new year's goals because i set goals i don't really do resolutions Mm -hmm. i do like aspirations and i was like i really want to fall back in love this year with reading same last year was so hard and books really pulled me out of it and so i was like prioritize your bookstagram like fall in love with bookstagram again fall in love with reading start a book club join other book clubs Mm -hmm. like just read and I that's what I'm doing so I'm hoping I can hit my goal and like knock it out of the water like knock it out of the park like I want to be above my goal but I was like I also want to be realistic in case yeah something shitty happens and my reading falls yeah. down again, no you know? I I think you're gonna absolutely kill it this year I really Thank do you. um I'm kind of in the same boat I felt like I wasn't kind of reading what I wanted yeah and so this year I'm prioritizing to read whatever the hell I want. Judge me all you want. That's Same. what I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to send you some recommendations. All right. I love book recs. Because I know you like, or you don't like, but you don't mind crying <laughs> with books. No, I love crying. And okay. I think that's also why my number was lower because last year I read so many sad books. And after you read a really sad book, mm-hmm. then you get a book over and you're like, I can't even look at another yeah. set of words. Have you read anything by Amy Harmon? No, I've never even heard of her. 
read. I gotta look her up. Making Faces. That's the book I should read. Making mm-hmm. Faces. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have my iPad right in front of me. I can add that right to my yes. story graph. That book had me bawling my eyes out. Oh, great. Yeah. So I don't know if I was a softy or if it will do it to you too. <laughs> but a lot of her books have made me cry. I love crying. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to send you some. Hers, hers was really, really good. Oh, she's not on, at the library. What? Yeah. Making faces. Yes. It might be on Hoopla. Do you use Hoopla? No. What's Hoopla? Another app from the library. What? Yes. I'm going to have to check that out. I've heard a script. So while you were in Vegas, what was your favorite place you got to go to? And by the way, you killed it as Lydia. Thank you. Like like that costume was like made for you. And then I was showing my coworker today and I was like, wait, that's not her hair. Like I thought that legit was your hair. Like, oh my, it was insane. Yes. Yep. It was amazing. So, if I went all out this year, one because I was going to Vegas with my best friend Marissa. Mm-hmm. We've been friend. We're roommates, best friends in college. She lives in Minnesota. That's when visiting in April. Love her. She invited me to Vegas with her family, and I said, "Hell yeah, let's go!" And so we went over Halloween weekend, and we kind of figured we were in Vegas. I'm like, people are going to dress up. Uh huh. Well, the first, when we dressed up, people, like, really kind of weren't <laughs> dressed up <laughs> at our hotel, which was the MGM. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, a Halloween contest was starting later that night. So, people started trickling in in, like, extravagant cool costumes. Oh, crazy. But, like, we got compliments because I was Lydia and she was Beetlejuice. It was so fun. I was so hungover that day. I almost <laughs> I almost was said to her, I was like, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. She's like, get up. We paid this much money for these costumes. I bought this face makeup from Party City. We are doing it. And I was Aww. like, okay. So we did it. Went out and had a couple of drinks. Like, that was it. But I think the funnest thing we did in Vegas was we went to the Cirque du Soleil show. That's on my list and the it next was, time I go. Yes. It was the ocean one. So it's like where there's water. It was incredible. It's on my list. It was incredible. It was like, I can't even describe it. The people who perform are amazing. The stage design is amazing that they can just change the floor like mm-hmm. that to let water come up. I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe it. So definitely worth it if you ever are in Vegas to go to a, like, to go to the Ocean Show or a Cirque du Soleil show in general because I was blown away. <laughs> Maybe it's because I hadn't been to, like, a big extravagant event in a while, but wow. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm going to bump that up on my list. Um, <laughs> whenever you go back, go to the Lost Spirits Distillery. Okay. You'll be in for a treat. Lost Spirits Distillery. And I, yes. I, I was sad. We just did so much on the strip. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't really explore any of, like, local Las Vegas stuff. We went to Old Fremont. Mm-hmm. I miss like not going Vegas. down there. Yeah. Yes. It was fun, but it was expensive. <laughs> The drinks they give you are like a foot tall and they, it's like 80% liquor. And that's why I was so hungover on Halloween. Yeah. Because I had two of those. And yeah, it was fun. Not to mention you I got spanked. Go I did get spanked and whipped. Yes. And I had two shirtless men lift me up. It was amazing. And that's what Vegas is all about. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> it was incredible. I had the time of my life. Oh, that's so much fun. What is your preferred method of reading? Do you like hardcovers, paperbacks, ebooks? Do you like to buy them, the library? I go through phases with this too. Right now I'm in my ebook phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I am going and reading on my my iPad. So I use an iPad. I don't use like a Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, I use an iPad and I use Libby on there. So all books are from the library on my, my e-reader. And right now I'm like averaging one book like every other day. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. I'm reading this month. Yeah. Because I can read it in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I can also pull it up on my phone. And when I can't fall asleep at night, I will read on my phone, which I used to make fun of my mom for doing that. And like, how the <laughs> heck do you read on your phone? That's so weird. And now here's me every night with my phone right in front of my face and my glasses off. Like, that's what I did last night. <laughs> yeah. I never so usually right do now. that, but I did it last yeah. night. So I know, I know how you feel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's like me every single night in bed. And then I'm like, wow, how is it two in the morning? And it's like, oh, you accidentally read an entire book without moving from your bed. <laughs> is there a book I've world? become my mother. <laughs> is there a book world that you'd love to live in? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like any cool fantasy books I've read that like maybe have like a cool atmosphere. I'm like looking at my bookcases right mm-hmm. now. How many do you have at home? How many books? Yeah. Oh, at least like 200. Mm-hmm. I just bought three new bookcases from Ikea. But I, but I didn't really like need new bookcases. I had them in a book cart. <laughs> and I was sick of I don't I don't really like having my books in a book cart. I know that was like a trend on Bookstagram and I tried it. Yeah. I did it for a couple of years. But I'm turning my cart into a bar cart like the way it's intended. Ooh. Yes. And so I got three new bookcases to hold my new TV. And so, yeah, I have at least 200 books. I need to honestly do another little, like, D-haul. That, but, gives, um, that gives me anxiety. <laughs> I know. I hate getting rid of books. I'm always like, one day I'll read this. And I'm, yes. my head, I'm like, Maggie, you've had this book on your shelf for eight years. Yes. You've with it eight times. Well. And you still haven't read it. Don't feel bad because I have, I'm doing a a list in Goodreads, keeping track of what's in my library. I did that too. And um, I still have, I'd say probably a hundred to add to it. And I'm already in the five hundreds and that's not counting what I have put away in tubbies, like autographed ones and stuff from signings in my other room. (laughs) So don't feel bad. Just keep your books. (laughs) Incredible. Well, it's so funny. You know, when I first moved to Atlanta after college, I had one bookcase and it wasn't even all the way full. And I remember I had like a guy over who eventually became like my first real boyfriend. And he was looking at my bookcase that had like maybe 20 books on it and was like, Oh my gosh, you are such a big reader. And I was like telling him about all my books. And now here I am like eight years later and I have 20 times as many books, like six bookcases. And I'm like, I need more. I liked how you said, well, you know, I didn't need them. Well, we never do, but it's still a necessity. I know. I know. <laughs> I always think, okay, where else can I squeeze another bookshelf? Cause... I know. I'm out of room. I have yeah. no more room in my apartment. Same. Like, I, I'm going to have to, like, start just putting them in my windows mm-hmm. and putting them in my top of my cupboards. There is no more room in yeah. this little tiny apartment. I've been trying to do more on my Kindle because I am, like, out of room. 
I know yeah. I could push them and do double layers, but then I can't see what's behind. So I don't want to do that. One of these days, I'll have my Beauty and the Beast library. <sighs> That's what I want, too. I want the library with the ladder. Yes. Floor to ceiling. Yes. I'm all here for that. Yep. If you had to pick a fictional character to spend the rest of your life with, who are you choosing? <sighs> uh, this is going to be like recency bias or whatever. But I just read the book um, Seven Days in June. Mm-hmm. And have you read that book? Not yet. It's so I like that you said you read, you know, more romance. I'm trying to read more romance because they feel so good when you're reading it. I'm like, why don't I read this more? Mm -hmm. So that is like a romance, but it also has really good like chronic illness representation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's by a black author about a black woman with a child with a like who's in love with a black man. And I loved it so much. And the main character, Shane he is who Eva falls in love with. So they, they were like high school sweethearts and then something happens. You're unraveling what happens. They reconnect years later, like 20 years later, and they kind of fall back in love. And Shane is essentially like a literary bad boy. Like, like he writes like literary fiction has like won numerous book awards. And then he just like drops off the face of the planet. Um, and in his books, he, like, writes about Eva, like, secretly. And sh- in her books, which are erotica, she writes about Shane secretly. And then they meet up and they're like, stop writing about me in your books. And the other <laughs> person's like, you first. And that is just what I need. Like, I yeah. need a man like Shane or a woman like like Eva, I guess, either one, mm-hmm. um, who just like we can like flirt through our books like that like i just love that it was so fun i'm gonna have to bump that up yeah it's so good i cried happy tears at the end it's so good i'm bumping that one up maybe i'll push i'll probably read it in february amazing the month of love you're gonna love it (laughs) what bar do you love to escape to when you want some reading time Mm. so i live in a neighborhood in Atlanta, like within the city, and there is a little pub not too far from me that I can walk to called the Treehouse Pub, and I hang out there a lot and read. And like the server, Aiden, he's always working when I'm there. He always is, calls me baby girl. He's Aww. like, baby girl, you want the regular? And it's either a blue moon when it's hot or a red blend when it's cold. So he like knows exactly what I want to drink. He comes, he lets me sit there drink read checks on me when i need you know need Mm -hmm. him and if i'm hungry i get the fish tacos all right and i probably go there at least once every other week like i that's my go-to spot i also like trying out new spots Mm -hmm. i've had a hard time in atlanta finding really really good ones unless i have my e-reader and i can have light because a lot of the bars in atlanta are dark dark. Yeah. yeah i could see that that's why I like going to breweries in the summer because then you sit outside mm-hmm. and the sun's out until nine and you can use the sun as light. Cause right now it's too dark. Yeah. I can't read in half the bars. How hot does it get for you in the summer? <sighs> it gets hot. It gets but you like guys have really 90. bad humidity, huh? Yeah. It gets to be like 90 to hundred degrees some days. And then it's so humid. This past summer, I know we had 112. And yeah. And yeah. The summer where the heat ain't so bad. You get used to it. Yeah. You do. I feel like I'm hoping this summer won't be as bad as last summer, but agreed. Time will tell. 
Agreed. <laughs> Would you rather have to read books upside down or with random words missing on the page? Random words missing on the page, no doubt. <laughs> I don't think I could read upside down, but missing words on the page, I feel like my brain would fill in the blanks. It'd be like a yes. fun game of Mad Lib. Right? Yeah. I think so, too. If you could live anywhere in the world, where are you going to go? <sighs> Spain. <laughs> I studied abroad in Spain when I was in college. How fun. I would live in Spain. I don't care if it's Madrid, Barcelona, Toledo, or like the small Spanish countryside. It was so amazing there. I loved it. The food was so good. The people were so nice. The weather was perfect. Uh, the The lifestyle there is just so great. Everyone is so much more relaxed. People mm-hmm. there you know, work to live. They don't live to work. And it's so different than America. Yeah. And they love naps there. I just, I loved it. I'm going to have to go there. We'll have to go find our own place. Yes, I would live anywhere. I mean, anywhere in Europe. And if I had to pick a place in the United States, I mean, I really would pick Atlanta. I love Atlanta. And, you know, it. I moved here the first time in 2016. And then I moved away for work. And it was on my brain so much that I quit my job and mm-hmm. then moved back. So, oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. If I had you to found pick anywhere, your spot. I would say, yeah. How much do you love being your own boss? So this is funny because I'm actually not my own boss anymore. What? I, yeah, I freelanced for three years mm-hmm. and I was my own boss and it had lots of perks. Like I could build my own schedule. I could travel whenever I wanted and bring my computer with me. But it also had a lot of negatives and that was mm-hmm. like doing my taxes yeah, and not having job security and my health insurance was like through the roof. Mm-hmm. And so when I was freelancing, I actually got the Home Depot as a client and have been with them since April. And then recently, as of three weeks ago, I joined them full time. So I am a full time. High five. Thank you. That's cool. How exciting. I love it. You know, am I my own boss anymore? No, but my new boss is super awesome. I love her. Do you still get to work from home? Yep. I work from home with my cats. That's awesome. They sent me equipment. They sent me like a fun little welcome box. And they sent me a book on the history of the Home Depot. So I get to read that and review my bookstagram. Um, But like they're also headquartered here. So I can go into the office whenever I want. They have like a gym on site. That's amazing. Yeah. They're right by the Brave Stadium. They do like a lot of outings during baseball season. And yeah, I'm like really excited. I I have loved being a part of their organization. Uh And now I'm excited to like get the benefits with it oh that's so cool i'm so happy for you maggie thank you dream job for sure i've been applying to them since 2019 so i mean it's been years in the making i've been trying to get in here and so yeah it feels just perfect how are you going to celebrate so my friends took me out for dinner when i got the job offer Uh and i feel like i've been celebrating the whole month you have to go get drinks and celebrate like (laughs) having like a good day at work and mm-hmm. they're like Maggie we can't keep celebrating and I'm like yes we can yes <laughs> you got to that's so yes. cool thank you what is a piece of advice you've been given or a piece of advice you have that you feel is important Ooh. so I'll bring this back to another tattoo I have uh when I was 16 I got into a really bad car accident And I broke my femur 
And I, I almost died. It was a very bad car accident. I had to get rushed to a hospital in Rochester, which was like a 45 minute drive away from where the accident happened. I had to have surgery and I had to have two surgeries. And when I got home from my first surgery and I had to like spend my birthday in the hospital, which no one wants to spend their 17th birthday in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You know, I was dramatic. I was mad. I had a kidney infection. I had to miss like this really fun DECA business event for school. I had to miss school for six weeks. And so it was affecting, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to affect if I can go to college. Cause mm -hmm. I had to like, I had to postpone when I took my ACT college acceptance test. And I fell into like a really deep depression. And my dad, my mom and dad were struggling to get me out of bed. And like, I one day was refusing to go to physical therapy and my dad kind of got in my face and I love my dad. He's a very soft man, but like when he, when you make him angry, he can yell. And mm -hmm. so he got in my face and he yelled at me and he goes, you could be dead right now and you're not. So get the hell up and we are going to physical therapy. And I really took that advice and I'm like, I do need to shut up and I need to be so grateful that I'm alive and I did not die. And so two years later or a year later, I had surgery again to get a rod taken out of my leg. And so I used to be a dancer and my dance career was basically shot, but my dance teacher let me do a solo and I surprised my parents at my senior dance recital. And it wasn't like a technically advanced dance, but it was me on stage getting to do what I love after almost dying and after mm -hmm. almost losing all function of my leg. And I did it to the song, The Cave by Mumford and Sons. And in that song, it basically says, like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. And so I've kind of taken that advice with me. You know, every time I go through something really hard, whether it's physically hard, like breaking a femur or emotionally hard, like going through the worst breakup of your life, I'm like. I'm not dead. I'm alive. And while I know this sucks right now, I know it's making me stronger. And as corny as that is, it works. Mm -hmm. And one year ago, I was probably in the worst emotional spot I've been in in a long time. And now a year later, I'm sitting here telling you like, oh, it didn't kill me. I'm so strong. I am amazing. I'm doing amazing right now. I'm at my dream job, all this. I'm falling in love with Bookstagram again. I'm doing great. And so, yeah, if I had advice for anybody, it would be if you're alive, do something with it. Mm -hmm. That's it fantastic you, advice. It's making you stronger. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love that, Maggie. That's very Thank fitting you. for you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that you were here. Me too. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I really appreciate you joining me today. Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you and your page? Absolutely. So you can find me at Instagram. Or at TikTok, I was trying to get into the, the little video editing, uh, and it's at Babe with a Book and a Beer. And I post book reviews, I post book stacks, I post funny memes, and uh, it's a really great community that I've built up for the past five years. I love all my book friends, including you, Heather. Thank you so Aww, much for having me. Of course. My DMs, I always say, are always open. I love to chat books. I love to make new book friends. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, I'm going to be sending you some tear triggers. I can't wait. I want to cry my <laughs> eyes out. Thanks, Maggie. It was nice chatting with Thank you. Thank you. You too. See you later. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review where you can. And you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Heather underscore effect. Please feel free to contact me at the Heather effect 28 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Happy reading.